Hello and welcome back to the 3-Ball Podcast, everybody. Today on the podcast, we got a bunch to talk about. Uh, I'll be talking about Dark Side of the Ring because I stayed up later. And I'll do this podcast. It comes out later Thursday. And we'll be talking about Dark Side of the Ring, which was about Chris Canyon. Uh, but today we have uh, A.W. Dynamite. Justin Fields is going to start versus the Browns. Um, Antonio Brown is out with COVID. That's really all we're going to talk about. Let's start off with Justin Fields. He's supposed to start against the Browns. Uh, I don't like rookie quarterbacks starting unless you don't have another option. And uh, we'll see what happens. I think it's going to be a tough matchup for him to play against the Browns. They get two great D linemen in Jadavion Clowney and Miles Garrett. So we'll see what happens. Hopefully the kid plays well. I'm rooting for him. Um, now, Antonio Brown is out with COVID, and that really sucks. That hurts my fantasy team. So that sucks. Um, before we get into AEW, uh, there is a football game going on right now as I'm talking. <laughs> uh, the Carolina Panthers are winning 17-6, to and Sam Donald has one touchdown running the ball. Nothing really passing. David Mills has a touchdown, so that's good. Uh, but yeah. But anyways, let's... Go to AEW Dynamite. We break the rules. We break the rules. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, all that good stuff. Um, It is AEW Dynamite Grand Slam. I do believe this show pulled in on 1.2. Um, I was hearing that this show was going to pull in 2 million people to watch wrestling again. This show got a 1.2. Uh, this show, <laughs> you had all your heavy hitters here, and you got a big 1.2. Couldn't even get a 1.3, which you've gotten before. He had to stay with a 1.2. Uh, 1.2 million people watch this show. Not even 1.8 like Raw's doing. I don't know. But we started off hot. We started off with um, Kenny Omega. By God, Kenny Omega versus Brian Danielson, the American Dragon. Uh, they kept saying this was a dream match. I don't. I like Brian Danielson. I don't think he's a draw, but I like him as a wrestler. And my problems with Omega are eh, whatever. So, you know, this was, this was a good match, but uh, this wasn't in any of my dream matches, I can tell you that. I mean, if we want technical wrestling, my dream matches include Mr. Perfect and Bret Hart, and maybe Shelton Benjamin. It's not Brian Danielson or Kenny Omega. So, I wasn't invested in this whole dream match thing, but you got, you got two solid guys here, so I would. Uh, so yeah, Excalibur was randomly giving me a history on brian danielson's labelle lock that i didn't care about uh they threw a lot of chops in this match which i'm not opposed to uh, i'm a big rick flair dude well sorry i don't know if i can say that anymore i used to like rick flair uh and he throws a lot of chops so it really doesn't matter to me um they were out doing stuff outside the ring and the ref wasn't counting kenny hit a snapdragon suplex out on the on the led walkway which is pretty funny uh, it's not funny, but, you know, nice looking move. I don't like his dra- snapdragon suplex anyway, but it looked better, I guess, with Danielson selling it. Um, it, it's a good match. I'm just not invested in it like everybody else, as I said. Uh, they asked if there had ever been a counter that Brian, that, like Brian did to the one, one-winged one angel. And yes. Rich Swan did it, like, three months ago. But, you know, who cares? That's Impact. We don't, we don't give two craps about Impact, even though we work with them. 
Uh, the match ended in a draw, which a lot of people saw coming because, you know, Brian can't lose in his AEW debut, but you also don't want the champion to lose to Brian. So, I'm guessing this is setting up for a match. Uh, at a pay-per-view or something, or just another thing you can give away on free TV. It doesn't matter to me. Um, and then the Young Bucks came out with other members of the Elite, like Adam Cole, and they super kicked Daniel Bryan, and then Christian and Jungle, the Jungle people, came out to stop it, and they left. Yeah. Uh, good match. I mean, I enjoyed it. I give it, like, you know, uh, I wouldn't give it five out of five, but I liked it. I enjoyed it. It's it, it kept my attention, unlike most. Well, no, it's not even Kenny Omega matches that I hate. It's the Young Bucks matches that I hate. So those matches are stupid. Uh, but yeah, I I enjoyed it. Then we had CM Punk. Uh, he's cutting a promo, and then Punk asked, "How do you follow that match?" And it got no reaction. And then Punk had to. To a cheap pop and mentioned New York City 13 times so he could get pops on everything he was saying. Um, and I said, Babyface CM Punk is not it. Uh, it really doesn't mean anything to me. Then Punk said he's ready to beat Powerha- Powerhouse Hobbs on Friday. Uh, this has already been recorded, so I don't, I, I don't care who wins. It better be Powerhouse Hobbs, though, because, like, what's Punk's really gonna go over on Powerhouse Hobbs? Whatever. Um, and CM Punk went and hugged Stephen Amell, and st- wrote, Stephen Amell is the biggest star here. That's great. <laughs> the Arrow is here. Why is he not wrestling? Who knows? You know, he's wrestled before. Um, then we went to MJF versus Brian Pillman Jr. I absolutely loved this match. I'm a big fan of Pillman and MJF. MJF got a big boo when he gets announced, and he knew how to work the crowd. Uh, they moved a tad slow, but I loved it. MJF won the match. And, you know, I thought it was better than the Kenny Omega and Brian Danielson match because I was more invested in freaking Pillman Jr. and MJF than I was Kenny and Brian. I mean, MJF gets real heat. Kenny doesn't really get real heat. Uh, I mean, so I'm more on the Brian Pillman Jr. MJF match than I was the, the whole Kenny match. Then we had Jericho and Jake Hager being interviewed. And Jericho said the same random stuff about Paige and Scorpio Sky. And I wrote, Sky and Paige should definitely go over in this match. But they won't because it's Chris Jericho. Then you had Malachi Black versus Cody Rhodes. Um, there's, this episode's probably going to be a little bit shorter. But, you know, it's whatever. We had Malachi Black versus Cody Rhodes. And I wrote, what is Cody's entrance? His wife Brandy is back. I don't know why she's back. I'm sure she's a wonderful person in real life. But she added nothing to this wrestling show, <laughs> for being honest. Um, uh, Arn slipped on the on the on like the on the freaking on the apron. He slipped, and then Arn and Cody argued, and Cody pushed the ref away, and then Malachi sprayed Cody with mist, and he won off of a roll up. What, what what a great match. I mean, I don't know what we're expecting here. I mean, most people expected Cody to go over. At least he didn't go over. But Lord of mercy. I didn't like the match. This match was stupid. Uh, Malachi just buried every member of the Nightmare family. And beat, killed, killed Brock Anderson. Killed Shoddy Lee Johnson. Killed Cody twice. And killed Goldust. 
and gold does wrestle the matter better match than Cody did both times. And Malachi messed up the gold dust match. Or sorry, Dustin Rhodes match. I can't call him gold dust anymore. Um, but yeah, I wasn't a big fan of it. Then we moved on to FTR versus Darby Allen Sting. FTR is wearing NWO colors and they're doing, they, they have this NWO type merch on. I like it. Um, why is Sting wrestling on free TV? My lord, you're really setting up the heavy hitters here. So you can draw that 1.2, aren't you, Tony? Uh, but yeah, I, I guess it was good. I don't know. Uh, 62-year-old Sting was beating up FTR by himself, and then you had a little bit of comedy in a Sting match. And then Sting beat the best tag team in the world by himself, basically. And I don't know why people like Darby Allin, because all his moves are basically different types of him doing the coffin drop on people. Not a big fan of Sting wrestling right now. I mean, especially with him winning and beating people by himself. He buried 2.0 by himself. I mean, he... Made both of them tap out. I mean, I'm not a big proponent of Sting burying people on AWTV. Uh, and then he beats... I mean, he buried Sky and Paige, too. And they hadn't been doing anything since then besides hanging out with Dan Lambert. Well, whatever. I mean, hey, this company is doing stupid stuff all the time. Then we had the main event. We had Ruby Soho versus Britt Baker. And uh, the best part about this match was Jamie Hayter had the Triple H slash Hollywood Rock water bottle. It was amazing. I was hoping she'd do something with the water bottle. She really didn't. But it was cool to see the Hollywood Rock water bottle out there. That's cool. Jamie Hayter's going to turn Hollywood on us. Um, but uh, I, I didn't really enjoy the match. I like Britt Baker. I wasn't really a big fan of Ruby Soho. Um, when she was in WWE, uh, they moved a little bit slow here. Britt Baker hit a cool neck breaker on the outside of the ring, and Britt won the match. No surprise here, and this is setting up. This has to be setting up so we can have a Thunder Rosa versus Britt Baker match again. They they showed out the first time they did it, and I'm assuming they're going to do the same type of thing again, which they better because they put on a great match. Um, but yeah, wouldn't it? Big fan of that whole show. Um, some of it I was. Of course, I liked Danielson and Omega. I loved MJF and Pilm Jr. Wasn't a big fan of Punk's promo. FTR, wasn't a big fan of them getting beat by Sting. And I wasn't a big fan of the main event. Uh, but moving on, Dark Side of the Ring was tonight. Um, I watched all of it, and I will talk about it today, uh, now. Because uh, on Sunday, we actually have somebody else on the, being on the podcast. But... <laughs> Dark Side of the Ring, they talked about Chris Canyon, and they had a lot of AW people on here. Uh, they had the Young Bucks here, and the Young Bucks said, We learned everything from Chris Canyon. We love Chris Canyon. The Bucks, Lord have mercy. They said they learned how to sell from Chris Canyon. Lord have mercy. So that's no selling. Anyways, I'm not. Chris Canyon's a weird case. But anyways, uh, he is the, Chris Canyon is the first openly gay wrestler. Um, he came out in 2006, I do believe, 2005, or something like that. Um, it, one of those years, I'm, I'm sorry that I can't remember it, but it's late. Um, so he came out around that time, uh, but he 
was in WCW. He was pretty good. Um, he had a p- little push going on in the NWO formed and Chris Canyon guessed it. He said, that's the end of our push, brother. Um, and Hogan said, you're damn straight kid, brother. Um, but no, uh, his push kind of ended because of the NWO. Then he got another push as, you know, just being Chris Canyon, which is pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I, then he, then, you know, WCW fold, then he goes to WWE. Uh, which is WWF at that time, and you have Chris Canyon, who's, like, uh, doing his own thing there, gets injured during a match, comes back, and they have him sing, coming out of a box, and Chris Canyon got fired, and, uh, the Young Bucks said they were there, and they popped for Chris Canyon coming out of a box, and, which is ironic, because, you know, they hate Jim Cornette, and... (laughs) And back in the day, I'm pretty sure Jim Cornette, the whole thing was, you know, if you came out of a box, you were over. And the Young Bucks literally did just that. They popped for a dude coming out of a box. But that's not the point. Um, but yeah, Canyon ended up getting fired from WWE, WWF. And uh, then he was on, like, the Howard Stern show. He had thought about killing himself a, a couple times before he even was on the Howard Stern show. And on the Howard Stern show, you know, he was openly gay, all that kind of stuff. He was, he was pretty entertaining on the Howard Stern show, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I went back and watched a couple episodes, you know, just to get a little knowledge on Chris Canyon. Uh, he was pretty funny on the shows. Um, but then, you know, John Cena was on the show one day, and, you know, Chris, <laughs> Chris Canyon had always said on the show that he, was, he always thought he was fired because he, uh, he was gay. And John Cena said, no, that dude just sucks. John Cena completely buried Chris Canyon by himself. He said, no, the dude's just not good enough. He sucks. Basically, that's what he said. Uh, and, uh, it was like, dang, bro. I mean, whatever. Cena said, he just ain't good enough. I don't know what to tell you. And I was like, okay, dude, whatever. And then, you know, <laughs> they got Canyon back. Ric Flair called in. Ric Flair said, woo, he sucks. Uh, you know, he's just not good enough. Woo! He threw it, probably threw in a bunch of woos, to be honest. Um, but he was talking crap about Chris Canyon, too. He said, Chris Canyon just ain't good enough to be here. Woo! Nature boy. Woo! Um, so, you got two guys at the time who were very popular. It would just go, they buried Chris Canyon. They said, dude sucks. Can't be here. Can't work here. Um, I, Chris Canyon had a very, you know, cool offense, I would say. Um, not one that I would enjoy watching, per se. I mean, some of the stuff was very creative. Other stuff was, you know, kind of weird to me. Because, you know, some of the moves you do make the wrestling business look fake. But that's whatever. I mean, that's normal today that people do that crap. So that's not really a big deal to me at that point. Me watching back matches, but whatever. Um... Canyon is an underrated superstar. DDP said he loved working with Chris Canyon. Um, a lot of people like working with Chris Canyon. They had uh, Father James Mitchell here, which I'm a big fan of Father James Mitchell. Uh, he's really cool. Always really cool in the impact. Uh, they were friends. Uh, they, they had a lot of cool people in here. Jericho was on there. Uh, the Bucks. I don't like the Bucks because they suck. But the Bucks were on there and they were talking good stuff about Chris Canyon. They were friends with him. Brian Cage is on there. Oh, Brian Cage kind of stole Canyon's catchphrase, too. He said, who else better than Cage? Uh, and 
Chris Canyon's whole thing was who else is better than Canyon. Brian Cage said, I'm going to take that, brother. Uh, which I'm sure he asked about that, so I'm not going to. And they were friends, so I'm not going to say he like, really stole it. Just jokingly, he stole it. But um, really, this show, Chris Canyon was a pretty good wrestler. Um, underrated, I would say. Um, don't know if he really got fired for being gay. That's a whole backstage stuff that I don't know anything about. Um, but I'm surprised. I really thought it was going to make, <laughs> with the, what I was reading, I thought it was really going to make Ric Flair look worse than he did last week. But it is whatever. And then Rob Van Dam even came out and said, well, uh, I didn't really see anything uh, on the plane ride. I, 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 they uh, they spin my words. That's, that's what RVD said. After last week, he said, yeah, I saw Ric Flair, you know, trying to get a woman to touch her. Then uh, this week, he's like, well, I didn't really say that. I was just a dark show of the ring crew messing with, messing with me. Uh, so, yeah, whatever. Um, but anyways... Thank you for listening to the podcast. Thank you for listening to the Three Ball Podcast. Stay safe. Peace out.